What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 150, and this week, I welcome FemDot to the program. Well, to the podcast. I don't know why. This is like my third time recording this, and I keep saying program. But I welcome FemDot to the podcast. And if this is your first time listening, because you came through, through FemDot, this is a podcast that starts off with sneakers and just branches off into wherever we can take it. It's just a conversation. It starts off with sneakers, of course, because that's my passion. And it's a passion me and Femme.share, and you'll hear it in this episode. Every time I would go to his shows, I'd pull up and be like, yo, when are you going to do my podcast? Would love to to talk sneakers with you. And because we both have a a mutual love for the Jordan 4, and it is just a great time. So I'm very excited for you all to listen to this. And just so you know, for my listeners, this is pre-Complex Con, so we don't really go into my time at Complex Con in there if you're looking for an episode that talks about it. Also, this happened, I want to say, like a week before Complex Con. So now, after like after this episode drops, you are going to start seeing some more recent videos, post-Complex Con videos, and... If you are here because you found me through my Complex con, con, uh, content, just know it's coming. But this episode is great, and I want everyone to check out Femdot. I'm a huge fan. Like I said, I've seen him live. I wanted to just because this is his episode. I wanted to big up how much of a big honor it is to just witness his growth. He just finished headlining his first Chicago headline show, which was his first. It was a culmination, which we talk about the his headlining tour because we and I interviewed him in the middle of the tour. So we talk about that and just his evolution and growth within music. So it's a really good conversation, and I'm very excited for y'all to listen to it. So on to where you can find Femdot. You can find him at, at femdot.com. So F-E-M-D-O-T-D-O-T-C-O-M. And then also it's funny because his website is femdot.com and then it's .com. So <laughs> I, everything that you need to do to find him, it will be in the description of this podcast. Uh, and you know where to find me. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast at My First Kicks Pod. Follow the podcast or subscribe. And I mean, subscribe and like everything on the YouTube page at My First Kicks on YouTube. My First Kicks on TikTok for, you know, TikTok content. Try to make it loose on there. And my at My First Kicks Pod on IG and twitter hit up the link tree for extra links where you can support the pod also and just have to say because i've had a couple people tell me about the length of loading the podcast on apple and and, uh over overcast pod i don't know I, i don't know uh i am turning off the video portion of the podcast the video feed so if you want to watch the video for this podcast you have to go to youtube to watch the video now i am 
Sorry for all the long low times. We're going to cut that down again. And I'm also, you know, it's just a new thing. People were telling me it takes forever. I was like, oh, maybe that's cool. And some people were posting the, the Apple podcast video. But I think to make things easier so that it's just easy to load, you can just jump right into the episode. I'm just going to go straight to just audio on all audio platforms and then video on YouTube until hopefully until Spotify gives me access to video podcasts and then I'll do video on there. So just so everybody knows, if you want to watch this, please go to YouTube. There will be no more video podcast on Apple podcast. So but just know the video and the audio drops on the same day. I want to give it to y'all in full. So Shout out to y'all for listening. 150 episodes. And I bring you this week's guest, FemDot. Hey, Fem, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. We made it happen. <laughs> Yo, I mean, every time I come and see you live, you already know I'm, I'm about to hit you. You at the merch table be like, yo, when you jumping on my podcast? <laughs> podcast for sure. And I'm like, yo, tap in with them so we can do it. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's set it up. I'll be letting my people, I'll be letting them know, like, nah, like, my heart to me, like, let's set it up. Like, <laughs> actually, set this it up. So I'm glad I've been able to figure it out. So. Nah, yeah, I mean, long time coming. I mean, the first time I met you at the, when you was opening, was it, is that considered opening? Or were you middling for Saba that it's day? Still open. It's technically still opening. You know uh-huh. I mean? I'm, I'm direct support, but, like, I'm not the headline, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm technically still opening. So supporting, but open, <laughs> you know, depending on who you're at. Nah, yeah, and then I was just like you. I came up in, to you, and I saw you was wearing um the cement fours that day, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That tour, that tour was interesting because I only packed fours the entire tour. <laughs> I mean, yeah. fours. Listen, fours is my favorite model. That's my favorite model. So because you're a man with sense, that's why. That's why <laughs> you're a man with sense with culture, with taste. <laughs> Look, I appreciate that. Um, a lot of people can be like, "Yo, fours are uncomfortable. The back tab be hurting them." Be like, "Yo, just wear some yeah. long socks." Oh God, <laughs> socks on and you'll be fine. You feel me? Like, says more about your sock quality than the shoe. You know? Yo, facts. Um, but for people who aren't familiar with you, my listeners, uh, how about you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, man. My name is Shundar. I am uh, a rapper from Chicago. I do a lot of things, but I rap pretty well and that's what you know what I'm saying that's what i be on uh that's who i am i do a lot of stuff but i'm a rapper rapper from the crib you know <laughs> nah be you nice as hell man uh, <laughs> like uh when i first met you I, I think i don't know i know i told you last time but i was like yeah i've been listening to you since 2020 when you dropped yeah. 94 carry i mean that's why it's back there yeah, you know <laughs> and uh like that that album was it was one of the albums that definitely got me through the pandemic because like it was just a vibe and i was yeah. so like it was it was your album i don't know if you call it album well i want i'll call it album but is yeah. it your album <laughs> and um chris quelle chris's album okay uh, okay yeah that's country it, too. That he's talking about that's actually mm-hmm. it's funny because i discovered him during the pandemic too yeah and i mean he went i mean because yeah he blew up at that time too yeah like, a lot of people like uh, a lot of people who were just dropping music around that like were consistently dropping music around that time like mm-hmm. started to get up and like damn y'all moving up y'all on the way up 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you're one of those people. So it's really dope having you on. And I mean, you know, <laughs> bless you, bless you. <laughs> but you're here to answer the question that I ask everybody each week. And that yeah. question is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? Uh, the first pair of sneakers that I absolutely needed to have. Funny enough, first pair of sneakers I absolutely needed to have were the Air Jordan 20s, the all the all black ones. Those 20s? Yeah, the 20s. I was in fourth grade, and mm. I convinced somebody to pay $214 for them. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you ain't the only person that loves the 20s. I had Dre the Shoe Guide on. He's also from Chicago, and... Mm-hmm. uh He's like, yo, I love the 20s, the, the Curry 20s. I got to get them. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I, I think the tw- I think everything after the 13, well, the 14s get a bad rep. I think the 15s mm-hmm. are hard. I think the 17s are hard. I like the 20s. I used to hoop in 21. Like, but the 20s are hard. I'm sorry. I don't care. The 20s are hard. <laughs> and when I was a shorty, they were, they were like, I remember the day they dropped. And I had an uncle in town from like London or something. He was trying to like impress and like buy me something. Like, what do you want? Pick anything in the store. I'm like, them right there. Them. Them what I want. Them. Them it. Pick that. That was my first pair of Jordans. Them. Them right there. Man. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. You got the, you said the, you got the bread pair, red player, black pair. Yep. yep. Bread pair. Right, the, 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 the all black pair. Okay. Let's all black pair. Yeah. Let's go with this. I'm going to read this real quick for the listeners. Uh, to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of the Air Jordan 20 uh, Stealth, Nike re-released the retro-inspired design in March of 2015 with revamped updates. The Air Jordan 20 Retro Stealth 2016 sneaker features a black nubuck and patent leather upper and double Velcro straps. The midfoot strap is etched with a laser-cut Air Jordan design. The padded red lining offers comfort and support while the cushion outsole promotes extended wear. I mean, if you, if listeners, if you aren't, or people who are watching it, uh, if you, if you aren't familiar with the shoe, it's the one that you just strap it to your ankle and you're ready to go. Are you so. ready to <laughs> think, You know how convenient that was as a child? I did every, I wore them shoes for two grades. I wore them so much that the Velcro stopped sticking and I like super glued the Velcro. And I was like, I like, if I can slide in here, we good. And I, I, I did everything, anything in those shoes. Man, um, that's wild. You, um, so you grew up in Chicago your whole life, or are you just like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was in Chicago my whole life, yeah. And uh, like, were were you fortunate to be like, or were you one of those kids? Like, I, I feel like a lot of us, the big common denominator I'm finding in every episode I've done is like, you weren't able, you only had one or two shoes a year at max. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. um, I remember when I was super young, I just really enjoyed air flight. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they were so fly, but also they were just at the outlet store that we would go to. And I mm-hmm. thought they'd be the hardest shoot out there. But yeah, I think until maybe the eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, like I had like, like seven to buy me shoes and shit, but mm-hmm. I'm the youngest. But before then, like, yeah, you gotta do, do you do our school shopping in like August right before school starts. And yeah, you get two shoes. You know, I really got two just because my feet were small. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'll get one to two shoes. They got a last shoe. Um, maybe you could, by the end of it, maybe by sometime next year, you could try to get some more shoes. But pretty mm-hmm. much, those two is what you got. Um, you gotta make them shoes stretch. Clean them shoes, make them stretch. That's wild. Uh, you play ball too, growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
how were you able to stretch them sneakers though? Man, so thank God, like either like I'll like 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 when we play like AAU ball or something, you know, like the team sometimes I have shoes for you. So I, that would be like a stretch. Um, or I'll end up just having a shoes. It's one of my issues in the basketball shoes. So mm-hmm. I, I like I learned early to buy basketball shoes as my mm-hmm. other shoes or like mm-hmm. basketball shoes that I could also wear. Yeah. And, but yeah, yeah, no, I had to with it. Well, I was I think like sixth, seventh grade like when I was playing ball, like some of the teams would have like shoes. Like my first like basketball shoes, like basketball basketball shoes was like mm-hmm. I think a pair of like um a T Max. Uh, some white and blue two nights, but they weren't like I didn't buy them shit. Them shit just came with the uniform, and we spent mm-hmm. so much on a fucking payment plan for the uniform, so it just came with the suit, you know. <laughs> nah, yeah, I mean, I, I play ball a little bit. I couldn't, like, I didn't make any like my teams, like my high school mm-hmm. team. Not my high school. Well, I definitely didn't make my high school. I went to one of the worst yeah. high schools in New York City, so I couldn't. Yeah, okay. they, the team was terrible, so I was yeah. just like, I'm not even trying. But um, <laughs> in middle school, I went to like a rich middle school, mm-hmm. and. And they had, they were like, all right, you, you pick, we, we all picked the same shoe on, um, on, uh, East Bay at the time. And... Oh, uh, yeah. All the East Bay. I remember getting the magazine, looking through all the shit. Just I looking think, through. Uh... <laughs> Man. And, and so, like, we all, we, they were all like, oh, yeah, we all go pick, um, the team flights at the time. And I think it's the team flights because it's the white. It was, it was we we were white and red so it was like mm-hmm. white and red and you it was like half half white like with little bits of white and then it was like red and mm-hmm. it was like this i'm trying to i think they i don't the zoom flights came out but not the team flights came out recently mm-hmm. but that shoe was literally like the basketball shoe that we wore for like the entire i was only there for eighth grade so right but i could see that yeah when it's in the team there are only a certain amount of shoes that hit like crack when they drop some I don't understand, some I do. Um, mm-hmm. Hyper dunks, team flight. Mm-hmm. I mean, Roshi runs too, which is a really random phenomenon. I, I blame Kanye for that one, though. I was a really random phenomenon. I was like, like looking back, I was like, that's probably the one thing I was like, why did I have a pair? <laughs> I hated them, man. I hated those because I never yeah. owned a pair, but everybody had them, and I was everybody like, yo. Had I started mm-hmm. doing I Nike ID'd all of mine and like you know, different <laughs> colorways have my name I'm trying to get I'm like everybody got was gonna get fly but I was also like why do I have you? <laughs> and speaking of fly, like in high school were you one of the fly kids? Like where'd you where'd you learn how to yeah, be as fly as you are now? By high school by high school I very much was my high school was also like a fucking fashion show. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even start wearing sweats till like twenty two. Like it was denim everywhere, like APC hard. So by the time I by the time I got into high school, like that's my freshman year. Like I've always kinda of dressed kind of like like uh very very intentional I would say, or like mm-hmm. you know, very much myself. Um but by like my freshman sophomore year one, I was like, I gotta find ways to get bread. I gotta start getting fly, like, <laughs> like I, I was fly, but like you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm on hand me downs, um, mm-hmm. scrapping, scraping bread here. So I just started figuring out ways to get money and shoes, and all of. I ended up there so by throughout the high school, I think I went through like two hundred pairs of shoes. Damn! Wait, wait. How'd you get money though? I gotta know. What's the what's the um, sauce? I was finding. I was just finding ways. <laughs> I was just finding <laughs> ways. You know what I mean? Uh, when there's a will, there's a way. 
and I was willing myself to sleeping. Um, but yeah, I had I went through a lot. I pretty much was on. I was a big Jeremy Scott guy. I still got a mm-hmm. pair like Jeremy Scott to do the camo ones in my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, big Jeremy Scott guy, and then I joined when phones was popping. I had like hella phones and hella shit. Um, but really, it was Mike. Like we you know you call him Mike and shit. So. Yeah, I know y'all call him Mike's out yeah. there. <laughs> really, it was Mike's. Uh, I had hella, hella Mike's. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. So I was, I wasn't best dressed in school. I'm not gonna like front my move. Like I was like, because there were so many of us who dressed very well. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was definitely somebody who like was in that like lane because I, I, you know, got in the sneakers early enough where like you could still trade them. They weren't the resellers going crazy. You could, you know, you could get shoes. Um. Mm-hmm. And I got cool with all like the streetwear dudes like early on, like um so streetwear is really, really, really impactful, really important in Chicago, especially mm-hmm. during my era growing up. Like mm-hmm. you can you got you know what I'm saying, like certain street certain Chicago streetwear brands, like you was just as far people who wore Gucci or whatever if you had a streetwear yeah. brand or, you know, so I mean look um, at what Joe Freshka is doing right now, you yeah, know. Exactly, like, exactly. So like you were around for the beginning of that, you know, when he was working in a store for someone else. You know what I'm saying? So um so yeah, so uh but it's cool cuz now that's like I still wear mostly Chicago brands. I still wear brands from people I know. I you know, I still have a pretty specific style, but I think it started because like I would just want to wear fucking streetwear shit from the crib, but definitely yeah. look-wise, for sure. I'm not going to lie to you. Nah, that's dope. I mean, you talk about copping mad kicks when you were a kid, so like, yeah. and I know, I know you talk about, you know, your family is definitely, your family's not from America, so like, yeah. and I, I also have a immigrant parents, so mm-hmm. when you see more than one shoe, my mom's yeah. like, She's not asking, but I think the one thing that said, like, my, you know, I'm the youngest, so, and, but like, my junior senior year of high school, um, me and my brother didn't wear the same size because he, he wore like a, a half size bigger than me. But sometimes I would like wear his shoes, like or he like half shoes and like or he'll get them small, whatever. And you know, like because I'm the youngest, sometimes like I like you know share some bread or have my or my sister be like, yo, I can grab you something. So I'm like, I would just always use them as an escape. Like, no, nah, like oh, I did have these or no, nah, like. These are so and so, like, <laughs> but I was running through so many. Like, I went, I remember at a point in time, I went, like, because, like, you know, you would trade shoes and then swap shoes and buy more. And, well, I think it was a point in time I went, like, three months without repeating those shoes, like, Monday through Sunday. Damn. Yeah, it was a crazy, like, but that was just how my school was. Like, niggas had Galaxy phones, niggas had Marty McFly. Like, it was one of them. Like, niggas just had shoot. I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all gonna be fucked up. I'm gonna be fine. Like, y'all pooping. <laughs> That's out. wild. I wouldn't yeah. even know what to do. Like if if pull if a kid's pulling up or a homie pulling up in some Back to the Future joints, and you like, Bro. oh, I can't be rocking them regular J's now. Bro, y'all gotta <laughs> and y'all gotta go to chemistry together. Like for y'all, y'all, you know, can you see them at lunch? Like hell no, you saying like I am going to throw on these taxi and like you know what I'm saying like I'm throwing these on. They mm-hmm. clean. I'm gonna be fly. Yeah, yeah. So it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Man, I mean, yeah, Chicago, I I hear a lot about just I've never been out there and yeah. I, it's just like I just hear like the the drip out there is just crazy too in terms of yeah, just man. like you know. It is, I feel like people don't really give us enough credit for how we are in fashion. 
we have so many different styles. Obviously, like there are niggas who dress like her. There are niggas who dress like that. There are niggas who, you know, like like the yay ass niggas, like virgin ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many like levels to how our our dressing is. Um, but I I do think we have a very authentic uh sense of style, and I think and amongst it's different from other places, our streetwear really is a staple in the city. Um, like our, our homegrown streetwear is, I think it will forever be like things to have, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fire. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't get a lot of that in New York, just living in New York and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was, for me, I mean, I was, I was, I was online a lot, so mm-hmm. I wasn't outside. I could tell mm-hmm. you was outside, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was outside a lot. <laughs> I was outside a lot for so for sure. <laughs> so I mean, the differences of like, especially when you outside of Chicago too. I feel like it's just it's totally. I mean, I watch I watch The Wire. So I <laughs> <laughs> got The Wire. I'm, I'm talking about. Wait, I'm talking about. Uh, it's not the The Shy. I watched The Shy. Yeah. There we go. And so that. I mean, before before Homeboy got kicked out of the show, and then oh, I haven't yeah. been back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you. yeah, man. Yeah. outside in Chicago, the city, that shit was lit. That shit was lit. And you just, everyone knows, like, you was outside as a shorty, like, it's hard to, like, not know somebody, or, like, you know, like, like, we all kind of grew up in the same spaces, like, through, a, through basketball, and, like, we mm-hmm. become rappers, or you know, just cool niggas and scammers and gangsters. You end up just knowing so many of the same people. Um, yeah, I was, I was definitely, I was definitely outside. That's crazy. Like, yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, if you listen, if anybody's listening to this and haven't heard Femme's music, you could, once you start listening to him, you'd be like, all right, he was outside. <laughs> okay, so I was, I was, I was, I was a good kid, though. I was a real good kid. I just also was outside, you know? That's all. Life about balance. Nah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you you definitely talk about you know going to going to college for basketball and stuff like that. So like, where did where did that like start for you? Where you were just like, um, I, I think I'm a, I'm gonna go pretty far with this. Which is funny. It's a crazy thing. Is I so like you think and like when I think of like college football, that's like NCAA rules. Like that's a like that song is about like three different people. Like I stopped playing mm-hmm. ball in high school, mm-hmm. so um. I realized I wasn't gonna go far because niggas kept growing and I did you know what I mean? Like um so like in my high school was super competitive. Like, you know, we had like a Mr. Basketball like the year before I started high school and like mm-hmm. you've always kinda of been known for like basketball and shit. So um like going through high school and shit, like I was I was more in the AAU circuit because I was so small. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, and I was running track too. So I was like, all right, cool. I can get a scholarship for track, but I don't want to run track. Like I want to play ball or something. But like, I'm fast as hell, so fuck it. So I was <laughs> like, running. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I got, I got like, you know, I got like my sister ran track, like in the Olympics type shit. So like, I'm able mm-hmm. to see what that looks like, and I'm like, I don't really want to do that. That's um, wild. But, she made it to the Olympics twice, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> dope. Um. So I was able, so she went to the Olympics my junior year. Um, so I was able to like, see that up close while I was still running. And I'm like, nah, I'm good on that. Uh, and then I stopped playing ball that year too. I'm like, nah, like, I'm good on that. I'm feeling like I play ball with my homies or whatever, but like, I was also rapping then. So I'm like, mm-hmm. doing a rap. And it was school, rap. 
outside. <laughs> school, <laughs> rapping, and outside. Just all it was making sure my grades was good. I was rapping good so I could mm-hmm. go. I got my grades was good so nobody would bother me when I went outside. You know what I mean? So, but, nah, um, yeah. but I, I grew up around hella just college athletes. So I'm able to kind of, and I'm, and so many of my homies that I grew up with were in so many circumstances. Um, that we talk about heavy, and I'm able to kind of see what that world is like, and like mm-hmm. be able to speak to it. So, like, I've always talked about this with other people. I mean, you. So, was the moment of just you being like, "Oh, I'm not growing," so I don't think I'm a, I th- I'm good, or was it just like, "Oh, I played against somebody, and it was just like, oh, I'm good." Both, both things happen at once. Um, so, like. Yeah, I was little and shit, but I was freakishly athletic as a child. Like, I mean, I technically still am, but you know, I'm getting older now. You feel me? But when I was a shorty, I was free. like, I was like, like I like I, I the first time I like dunked, I was like five six. Like, I mean, like five Jeez. five. I wasn't like I jumped really high. I went really fast. You know what I mean? I was a scrappy and more like a defensive guy. My shot's super freaky. Like, main range is cool, but I'm super freaky. I'm more of a defensive guy. I jump more. I, I feel like I was like, if I ever played, like, I feel like if I end up being a big nigga, I just been a big guy. Like, personally. Like, you know what I mean? I yeah. wouldn't be. Um, but, um, so, I'm like, okay, I'm not growing. That's one thing. Cool. But I still can defend. I still can do all this other shit. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm tired of having to keep tryout to like make it to the final cuts and they pick somebody taller. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also play AAU basketball and my class is Jabari's class. Oh, wow. Um, you know what I mean? So like, Jabari, <laughs> like Jaleel Okafor, um, and like all these niggas, I'm watching niggas. Like, like even like, I remember like Jalen Tate, like a bunch of niggas. I'm like, who are these niggas? Like, like I know like, I mean, I remember even watching AB when he was in high school. Cause mm-hmm. high school was trash. Like high school yeah. was trash, but he mm-hmm. was just such a freak of nature. But I remember being. And he was AB. playing point too at that point yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So imagine, imagine being on the circuit and just seeing these niggas. I'm like, yeah. like Jabari in eighth grade was some of the craziest. Jabari by my junior year was the cra- some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Like. like I mean, I seen Derrick Rose, but I didn't. I didn't play in that. So you know what I mean like he's old? Yeah. That was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Watching D Rose and Eric Gordon as a backcourt. Oh my god! Them niggas play AAU ball together on the team called Mean Street. Yeah. Uh, While like on ninety four ten music, I'm like, so D Rose play Mean Street. Mm-hmm. And that backcourt was some of the craziest shit I have ever seen. Like, did you ever go to those games when you were younger? Yeah, so like I would, you know, you know, when you're younger, you'll be like, you know, like they'll have like, you know, like 16U, whatever, 16 game, and yeah. then they have like younger niggas. So I would catch mm-hmm. some of them from there. And then at the time, one of my brother's really close friends was Mr. Basketball in 2008. So like, mm-hmm. um, I would, you know, go to some games and see shit. I've seen them niggas play basketball, and that was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, watching a 16 year old Derek Rose is terrifying. Terrifying. Fresh, fresh legs. Like I'm talking about, like <laughs> get the ball, windmill, yeah. <laughs> rock the cradle back. He was going crazy, yo. He was I'm going about, crazy. He's 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 blocking niggas shits with two hands, taking mm-hmm. them off the glass, and then he's the fastest person on the court. So he's running down the court and catching it here, moving here, and ending here. 
And like, and then don't let like him be like double teamed. He's kicking it, and Eric Gordon is pulling from the low. <laughs> it was the most disgusting shit I've seen in a very like. I still think Derrick Rose is still like my goal. Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, obviously I talked about Kobe Bryant and shit, but like watching that nigga play basketball was scary. Was was terrifying. But then seeing that, that, like, I imagine guarding him, bro. Like you guard what? him, I'll be like, all right, man, take me out the game. Like, <laughs> oh, like I, you imagine guarding that nigga and having world history afterwards. Like having to go to class, having to go do fucking geometry homework. Like you know how bad that must felt. Like, <laughs> be like, yo, you know. and then everybody whispering, "Yo, Derrick Rose dropped fifty on him last night." You'd be like, yeah, "Nah, man. bro, I ain't coming in." <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming. Like that nigga used to be just the Simeon, the school you go to in general, Simeon. That's where like Jabari Parker went to. That's where like mm-hmm. like a lot of these cats went to. Like Simeon, Winnie, and some of the top schools in the nation, but also like definitely Chicago. So it's like, yeah, nah. But watching them was crazy. But then, like, seeing, like, AD hoop or seeing Jabari Parker hoop, mm-hmm. niggas went, I'm like, niggas not going, I'm like, niggas not going to the league. Niggas not going to the league. I'm sorry. Niggas not, niggas not even going to do one. If that's how niggas is hooping, I can go do one with track. Like, Jabari, <laughs> that nigga was, that nigga won, that nigga won, like, four chips. Like, him as freshman. That nigga was disgusting, bro. I mean, you ever got you ever had to get switched and put on him and you were like hell no nah. hell no nah. <laughs> hell no nah. hell no nah. they knew it. Yeah. and I think the I think in the I think the last time I think the only time I played the boss I was maybe like eighth grade or something like that mm-hmm. and I was I was like oh god this is terrible <laughs> this is terrible like terrible yeah. man I mean that's wild I do I do want to I was wondering because you know you talked about copping a ton of kicks like yeah. in high school right did you ever have to do like lines out in chicago or were you you i mean you was outside so uh i mean <laughs> I, I have never no i've never actually stood in a line for a pair of shoes i have uh i have gone to get a pair of shoes. i remember when the time they did a concourse back and everybody got them bitches and they won mm-hmm. to this like tournament called the difference like a whole there was a photo that went viral online people mm-hmm. may have seen uh, you should, you may have seen it. It was like a photo, and there's like twelve people all in a row with the same concourse with the with the camp with the, uh with the cargo. Pe- that, that, that's that's yeah. that's like our tournament. That's where the picture comes from. Oh, okay, okay. Um, very crazy, but you yeah, never had to actually wait in line for shoes. Um, but also because I was, I was either like grabbing the drops a little after or earlier, mm-hmm. or or the shoes I wanted weren't dropping. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, or then I figured out how to, like, get shit, get hella shoes online. Once I figured out the online game, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really waiting in line for mm-hmm. shoes. And, and, like, it'd be just too much hassle. Like, you know, you got to get a raffle or get a ticket. Or even before then, you just waiting and make it get antsy and you got to get up there. And I'm still, like, not really trying to let my mother know how I'm getting shoes. So, like, me, like, so, like being like, yeah, I'm going to go wait a while. For what? You want to go wait for what, Jordan? Why are you waiting for Jordan? Like, I don't really know. <laughs> that. I don't Found a way to figure it out, you know. No, yeah. If you, if people, I feel like, I've always heard people be like, oh, yeah, man, I just tell my mom I'm just going to go and wait online and be fine. I remember told my, I told my mom, I'm, my mom's Brazilian, so oh, yeah. straight from Brazil. And, mm-hmm. and so, like, I told her, yeah, I'm gonna go and wait online overnight. She was like, "What? 
people get killed outside you like what i'm no, like no, and no, she no. instantly instantly just sh- like sh- shock me and tell me you got to stay inside you can't do it yeah yeah I don't know yeah, how people did it back then. That's over. I don't know how niggas getting away with that shit. You talking about you waiting outside for how long? <laughs> yeah, no. I ain't even, that didn't even cross my mind to ask my mama to wait for something. Hell no. I mean, I probably wasn't going to tell her the truth anyway, to be honest, but yeah, I wasn't even trying to. Mm-mm. I'm like, nah, whatever shoes I need to get, I'm going to find a way to get them. <laughs> Man, I mean, that's wild. The And I, I'm pretty sure. Did you have you ever heard like a story since you haven't been on the line? Did, did, was there like a a big story that would like pass around from people about about a sneaker line that just went crazy? Man, niggas just getting shot in line, niggas just fighting in line. Hell yeah, all type of shit. Hell no, I'm not gonna. What? Not me? What? Yeah. <laughs> and we had a couple. We had a couple like um like malls that really only stayed afloat because of sneaker drops. Like motherfuckers weren't really like buying regular shit. It was just like motherfuckers were there to get shoes. Hell yeah, niggas would get rowdy and some of them Not me, nope. Um, and like, also like, this is a simpler. This is before box. This is before like all this this new resale car. Like, you able to, if you miss the drop, you can get some shoes. Like, you can still yeah. get them. If you really want them bitches, or if you know the right person, like you can now the game off like that. But it used to be pure. No, yeah, it used to be. Yeah. I think that I look. We we I think we're trending that way again. You know, uh-huh. I think. The I mean, if you look at today is by the time of this recording, we the Royal Ones drop the suede joints, yeah. And I mean, they everybody's talking about how they don't want them, and I'm just like, all right, cool, let me. Right. <laughs> so, like, I think we're trending that way. The resellers aren't really making a ton of money anymore, so I think I think we get we getting there, you know. I hope so, man. I I just I miss the days of like. I miss the days of coming somewhere and seeing how people with the shoes because everybody's going to get them. I miss the days of shoes not being resold for thousands of dollars. And, mm-hmm. you know, a week later, it goes from 240 to fucking, you know, six stuff. Like, I, I, I just want people to be able to have shoes and enjoy them. You know what I mean? Like, I miss those days of, like, actually reselling, trading, like, people caring about the shoe, like, the quality mm-hmm. of the shoe, you know, real discourse about the shoe. Now niggas is just buying shit that they think is popping. Like, you know, like, I don't even really care about the shoe for real. That's why they keep remaking these, like, random-ass qualities of shoes. Like, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about the shoes. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing right now is definitely a lot of people don't appreciate the stuff that they're buying. They're, they're Like, I'm literally talking about the people that bought a sneaker, right, and it's in transit and on their way to their house, and they already moved on to the next shoe that's coming out tomorrow, yeah, you know? Yeah, y'all need to enjoy the shoes, like, like appreciate this like I I mean I just I, I appreciate the art that it that goes into a lot and the detail that goes into a lot of these shoes and I feel like most of them don't really care like they just buy them because they think it's cool or like you know we used to collect retro cards and the, you know and like bo- the boxes and the retro and the retro cards like a flex yeah I got hella retro cards you know yeah. you know and or just knowing which colorway was what and what was the history behind it and why was it important and why is it cool to re-release and I mean, it was like really some nerd shit, but that shit was raw. Like that shit was raw. But now it's not. No one really cared. Like, and I don't say no one because there's still a whole community of people who care about shoes. But like, that it was like a language. You know no, I mean? yeah, yeah. That that was that's what I mean. That's why I started this podcast. It's just like mm-hmm. that's what's missing. Like the that everybody's it doesn't 
like it's cool when when brands talk about it like they'll give you a story to appreciate a shoe you know like mm-hmm. for example recently union the union ones that just dropped right and that's the story about uh chris gibbs and his wife meeting and, right, right right you know like and that's cool and everything but like what's really dope is when people talk about why they bought the shoe mm-hmm. and you know and then their relations to them of like you know oh this is you know this is me and my wife like this you know Mm -hmm. same kind of story like that's dope like i think i think that you know brands are taking trying to sell us culture without us letting us build on the culture so it it creates this this circle of just not really appreciating the shoes when we get them and and you know that's like the biggest thing for me it's kind of just empty it's like you don't have like i have a i have some shoes that i still have like some like and i like when I got a little older, I, I traded and sold so many of my shoes that I should have kept. Dear God, I could have <laughs> probably paid off a mortgage. Um, but a lot of my grills aren't like that I like rebought or like you know like I kept like aren't like necessarily popular shoes. They just mean so much to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think a lot of people's grills and people that they're keeping or that they like hold close to them is just because they're not because they're expensive or they're not. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, nah, like one of my favorite girls, I have a pair of Jordan Tudor ones, the Tudor mm-hmm. And I, those are my first, like, mics that I grabbed, like, in the, the sneaker, like, culture myself. Mm-hmm. Love them. While well, I'm to extinction, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's like, no one's going to be like, oh, Pewter ones. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be like, that's what I'm saying, though. But that's that's a grail. Like, I, I've always had this big back and forth online with people because I think that people have watered down the term. Right. Yes, it used to it used to be a shoe that like I always consider it like the biggest grail that anybody can have. And you could never talk shit about is a shoe that they bought when they was a kid. And then they were like, man, I miss that shoe. That shoe gets released again. And, and you like, oh, it. I'm gonna get, and they buy it again. And you yeah. get to relive that memory, and I think that's like yeah. the purest form of a grill. It's beautiful. Like imagine, or like I bought a, like I have eggplant phones, like with the the boots. Like I've always, mm-hmm. I remember when they came out, when they first came out, like oh eight, oh nine. I missed the drop, and I was so heartbroken because mm-hmm. then like that was a thing. So once they came out again, I bought them, which is immediately. I don't give no fuck about nothing. Like anybody else is telling me these are fire to me. You know what I mean? Like. Uh-huh. That's an outside shoe. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's an outside. That's an outside shoe. <laughs> <laughs> the eggplant this is hard. I'm like, these is just hard. It's like pair of pants. You know, it's tough. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, so I always tell the story about like everybody kept telling me you got to get the eggplants. You got to get the eggplants when I was yeah. here because that, that's a big New York shoe. Like yeah, phones oh, yeah. are a big New York shoe, right? Yeah. So um, I go in and I put them on. I'm a size 13. And I'll gotcha. put them on, and my foot looked like a legit, egg, like an eggplant at the store. Yeah, I'm sure and I was they, like, "We good." God, I'm sure. I'm sure that was a colossal. Oh my this is, <laughs> You have a bald? Because I heard they're uncomfortable. Like you have to break them. You have a bald in them? Uh, not the one. Because the ones I got are the, are the boots. So I didn't ball. I never. Oh, you talking all the like the like the yeah, ACG boots? Yeah, ACG. <laughs> but I have. I bought in two big dumbass shoes. Well, not even one. Three. Um, I bought in the Tim Duncan's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, cause those are, those are like a risk. Cause I was the only one like on the side of that Mississippi, fucking that side of the Mississippi with them bitches. And them bitches were big as fuck. They are, I was, yeah. I don't know how the fuck Tim hoops in them, but I, I hooped in them before. Terrible decision. Um, I've hooped in pearls, like the, the pearl phones. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I feel like after you got to break a in for sure. Once you break a in, they're not terrible. Like I had a homie in yeah. college who only hooped the phones. I never understood that shit. And then I used to hoop in. Um, I've hooped in. The, I think the Kamikaze, the uh, uh, not the Kamikaze, the, the Shaq pump, the rebound pumps. Like the first. Oh, okay, season. yeah, the Shaq, the um, uh, blue chip joints, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they were cool. Cause I remember they came out the same day as like the Bugs Bunny eight and I bought the Shacks instead. Cause I was like, I want to see what they like, mm-hmm. and I was the only person with them. I'm like, cool. But some bitches was also had like hooping in them. I'm like, I don't know how niggas are hooping. Like, <laughs> and like, Shaq is size like twenty two and he pooping right. on them joints, yeah, mad like, heavy. My shit, I'm like a nine. Like I ain't even. You feel me? These motherfuckers is heavy. Yeah, man. I mean, so like you transition into hip hop, or you know, well, I don't know why I said it that way. That was weird. You transition into spitting and rapping. (laughs) I felt like an old man saying it that way. Jesus Christ. Hey, 50 years of hip hop, man. 50 years. years. So, so you start rapping, right? And, um, I, I've always, so I ran it, I met somebody who would host, um, the open mics. In, in Chicago one day, like mad randomly. And oh, I don't yeah, and I don't know if you ever did it. It was like at a cafe. I think he was telling me like he was holding it at a cafe. You just put your name up and I don't I've know done, if you're I've done them at every open mic that can be done like around my time in Chicago. So I'm curious who is there who'd you who'd you meet? I, I'm uh, I'm gonna have to look at my phone after we finish doing this okay, so I can okay, tell you like okay, the dude's okay. name. But yeah. um I'm very curious because like you know New York has it's had i don't even think there's a real open mic scene now you know now i think it's more uh if you stay here one extra like a like a, a week we could do like the beat scene around here because yeah. there's a lot of like shows where they're like thriving beat scene i have a couple homies that are in there that does that's that up. stuff um so like that's what's popping in new york now but like when you were do- starting music like what was that like open mic scene because i've heard nothing but legendary stuff about like how crazy it was that's it was it that's it Every the Grammys to us, if it was ever like your name would do be on stage. Like I met so many other people and I'm homies with. We've been able to watch everyone grow. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a way to build a fan base. It's a way if you watch a lot of performers, at least from my era in Chicago, um, and from like the era before, before me, like there's a reason why they perform well. Like you're performing in front of people every week. You're like there, you know, ain't no backtracking, ain't no fucking microphone. You gotta project, mm-hmm. ain't no you none of that. So open mic is everything. That's how you got your name out. Uh, it was either like you grew up on some open mic shit or some like street shit or internet shit. Like the like open mic shit was how like the poetry scene and the rap scene and the uh, organizing activism scene went hand in hand. So mm-hmm. Yeah, open mics is everything. Like you, all you wanted to do is get your name on that list and like get called and like make a good impression so you can get you know get called next time. And then like he was able to feature at the open mic. That was like having your own show. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, open mics developed all of us. Like when you look at Chance, No Name, Shaba, Mick, John Doe, uh, fucking like is, is it the blank like Joey Perp, Perp, yeah, Perp, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much all of her money. All of Pippa Gang. Um, when you look at all that, like, it's open mic. My first time meeting Pippa Gang was at an open mic. You know what I'm saying? Like, my first time meeting a lot of these niggas was at an open mic. And mm-hmm. it was very were you very, Were you ever intimidated doing it? Like, or what? you feel like bro, this is. I used to be concerned, <laughs> bro. 
because we were geeks. I remember the first time I came to like, if, if it was uni, really the main two at that time was one called Unity and another one called YCA. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I came to Unity, bro. I thought everybody was older. And I'm like, ain't no way everybody was this hard. Like, ain't no way everybody was this raw. Everybody was so. It's like it, it was equally as intimidating as it was like like exciting because you like because also the same top like. I'm from the crib. I ain't no bitch like y'all speaking. Like, I'm finna, don't let me get up there. I'm finna act a fool. That's yeah. hard. But it was just crazy to see so many talented people who were so young. Like, we were so young. Everybody was young as fuck. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. talking like between 14, 16, you know what I mean? 18 at the oldest. But like doing really crazy, groundbreaking things. And um, it's just like, you more or less just like, yo, I can't fuck up up here. Like, you damn near at home practicing your shit to make sure it's clean for when you do get that call. Cause mm-hmm. if your shit weak, ain't nobody gonna be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to work on your shit, but you may, maybe a minute before you get back up there on that list, you know? Yeah. yeah. What was the, I mean, I got to make it, I feel like this, I, I asked this question to other performers too, but like, what's that? Did you wear like your favorite shoes to pull up or did you like? I'm getting flea, boy. What? I'm getting fly as hell. Oh, my mom, I'm getting fly. I think uh, I'll never forget the first time uh, I like was able to really, like I, you media, I never performed. I kind of was just in the back of Zayden. I think mm-hmm. I performed maybe once, but I never really performed. But YCA is when I really started performing. And uh, I remember, yeah, like the first time I performed, I like I put on my military blues. I'm like, cool. Like, it's what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, like every, I'm fly. Because also, like, that matters, too. Like, do you look like, I'm I'm like, I'm in this bitch fly. Like, <laughs> you walk up there, they, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to rap it, rap it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I remember the shit I had on them there, like two or two then there. Mm-hmm. The like, is there is there a fit that you like go to for like big shows too? Um, talking about now or like yeah, yeah, now. Well, now now I pretty much I feel like now I've I've gotten much simpler in how I dress. Um, <laughs> but I think I have I I guess as of now I have a little uniform. I'm in I'm in my I have an era, so I, I guess if somebody wanted to dress up like me for Halloween as of now, they would just need. A black fitted, probably a progression fitted, or some sort of like Chicago fitted, um, a pencil and mm-hmm. a tank, some black pants, and a pair of fours. You know what I mean? That's pretty much uh, who I've become, at least for now. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'll change it. It's going to be another era with another, maybe a big. I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I mean, look, last, the, I, can't, I went to see you, your first headline show. Um, in New York, and I mean, you crushed it. Told you that after the show, you know the it's is really dope getting to see you on that. From I mean, seeing you three different times, and right? Just like crazy. you know, I appreciate you for that. That's super well, man. But I mean, you always put on like one of the dopest show. I definitely want to know, like you grow, you grow. I, it sounds like you grew up in a very talented family. So like, how <laughs> to how did how like how did you break it to your mom or your parents? Uh, like. Oh, I'm doing rap, and then how did they take it? Uh, I mean, I've been rapping since I was like six years old, so I've always been rapping. It's always been a hobby. I think my parents, especially my mama, like my OG started really picking up on it in high school. Like I would do a little talent show. Like my mom, I used to go to open my open mics used to be far as hell from my crib. Mm-hmm. So 
because at that time it's downtown and like you right on like the outskirts of the city like right on the bar like any like black ass suburbs and like you coming back into the city and then i'm going to the north side it's the whole situation but um sounds but, wild bro it sounds like three hours to me <laughs> no nah, not even it's just not even i mean if i'm on public transit maybe uh if I'm public transit, like, like, you know i had got once i got my little camera i was in the road I, I was out in the belt i was everywhere mm-hmm. um but uh so she always knew she kind of started noticing seriously more like when i was in high school because i did poetry shit too so she had, like taking their poetry competitions and shit um and my grades were decent so like she never stopped me from any of my passions so mm-hmm. uh, my siblings knew you know what i mean but i think um my mama really started like knowing when i came back to chicago in 2014 like all right cool like this is what this nigga trying to do like he in mm-hmm. school this is what this nigga trying to do so they kind of was like all right i think you know how like um like immigrant parents are they 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 just thinking survival like they they just think yeah like, well, how to like, how can you survive so um they don't really take an abundance when they have to change to so um so with her like it didn't really start making sense to shit started like happening or like i started getting bread or whatever but mm-hmm. she was able to notice it like i mean like my sophomore year of high school my high school did a documentary on me like of, of me as a rapper you know what I mean? So they, she like, oh, okay, they must fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like little shit like that where like she was able to kind of get glimpses. But I think it was really in high school when she started kicking up and then in college when she was like, all right, like this is what you really want to do. Like when you see something type shit. Dude, I mean, what's her perspective about it now? Is she like, is she she pushing you more or is it like she it, bro she fuck with it super heavy you know what i'm saying like she's just glad that i'm wondering what i like um and it's working through but you know i gotta pray on mama she's gonna just pray for me and let it and let it you feel me and let it happen but yeah she fuck with it though you know what i'm saying she's tapping in every tour date or every whatever like she check in she comes to street and she's coming by with her last show in chicago and shit she be she be happy for me you know, which is really well. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she fuck with a super heavy, you know what I mean? So, pretty cool. Nah, that's, that's mad dope. The, I, I, shit, I had another question after that, <laughs> but the, uh, it was, oh, my bad. Uh, like, so, I mean, we talk about, you know, your hustle, and I think that, you know, you're turning, you turned this into a career, you know, you, mm-hmm. I mean, you recently, I saw that you recently did stuff for Rap Shit, the show yeah, too yeah, so yeah. you know you're always doing i always repost your um your backroom freestyles all the time like whenever yeah. you post them you know because yeah. you you're just mad nice with it and i just want to know like where'd you get your drive and your your hustle from like where what does that come from um probably stem from it stems from my family for sure my i told you my sister like my sister's a two-time olympian Mm-hmm. In the winter and summer Olympics, she's one of the only Africans to ever be in the winter. So she's the first African to ever be in the winter and summer Olympics. Wow. She started in Nigerian bobsled thing. Like she crazy. You feel me? Like um, so seeing how she kind of moved to the world helped me a lot. Um, and then my oldest brother used to rap. That's how I got into music. So I used to watch him write for hours, like in the corner of his neck. Like, you know how, how Eminem used to write on fucking uh, 8 now, like in the crevice of, like, that's how yeah. So I got my, like, idea of writing, like, so much from him. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, like, my sister and man just, like, you know, being first band, like, they just, I mean, being black in general, like, motherfuckers just want you to be, you have to be over, the, you know, 
over talented or like you have to work twice as hard or whatever so yeah the the I whole just, uh get it out the mud mentality right 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 which is also not necessarily healthy but i understand why that's a thing um mm-hmm. so it just came from that like how i grew up like and, and just being disciplined in that like all right like, do you want it or not we're gonna see you know so Nah, I love that. And then I definitely want to touch on because we haven't talked about it, but your your uh charity, right? Charity? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, Della Creme Scholars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but like what what um because I definitely want people to to learn about it and you know, jump on because I'm I'm big on just helping communities and, and big on yeah. on volunteering and, and you know, donating stuff like that. So like what 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 why am I saying it wrong? What 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 influence you to to start it and you know do your thing with it uh i mean i just i do enjoy helping people generally um mm-hmm. it's just something i like i'm passionate about um so like i'm like damn if i can make a situation that's better than the situation that's right now why not um so I, you know i had the idea like kind of scholarship when i was in school still and so once I finish school, I'm like fucking this is like if i can find a way to do it i don't need to be big as hell to do it you know mm-hmm. How can I find a way to do it? So um, that's kind of where it came from. Like I was broke at school, so why not help somebody else? And and you know, seeing um, seeing like what Chance was doing, seeing what Sabo was doing with John Wall Foundation, and seeing like, okay, like I can use my like influence, even if mine is not as big as them. I can use mine to help people. So why not? You know. Um, so yeah, that's really what it was. And my mom, my mom also like. Is a, like my mom does everything. She'll get her last up, like to help like her community out. Like mm-hmm. I've watched her go out of her way to like, you know, make sure our community's straight. Um, so it's like I've been, I've seen that every day. I've seen like how careless, I mean, how selfless she is in terms of like wanting to help her community. And I'm a community baby for real too. Like, um, very much like you know, I was telling people, little brother, right? Like I'm telling people, big homies, like uh you know, I'm here because my community has kept me here. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I kind of owe it to that, to like help when I can, you know? Nah, man. I mean, that's beautiful. I always tell people, you know, if you want to see change, you have to, you have to start with community because yeah. it's, you need a foundation to start. Cause if you just help one person, right, you know, it's not going to help everybody. And everybody else becomes envious about who's getting the help. But if you help everybody at once, it will just help people going forward. You know, yeah. um, it creates that chain. And the that's why I love volunteering. You know, even though like I'm helping the person personally, but like we as we as a group volunteering, helping the community, then yeah. it makes a bigger impact. You know, it, you, mm-hmm. it all I think necessarily it does always start with yourself first, you know, and then it branches outward. But yeah, it's just it's so dope that you're doing that, and I and I mean, shoot, any any way I can help, just let me know. I'm I'm, a, I'm definitely yeah, down. You know what I mean? That. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. I you know it's just why not? If it don't hurt to help somebody, do it. You know, and don't and don't and don't expect help. But I don't help somebody because you want to be helped. Help somebody because you can. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I'm so it's like that. Rather than that, we chilling, man. We just you know opening up. She about to open up our donations and shit soon, mm-hmm. and just. Get ready to try to, you know, push it together for the next year. Oh yeah, you know, uh that I was trying to think like what's the next semester coming out? No, next school's next school year. It's almost next school year yeah. already. Yeah, almost <laughs> we tend to have um our scholarship in the middle of the year, in between semesters for college students mm-hmm. and shit. Um so they have a little bread for second semester. 
I think this year we're pretty much focusing. I think we're gonna like pause the scholarship this year and focus on because we got we're up to about forty recipients. So, mm-hmm. so how do we you know activate them and kind of incubate them? So I think we'll have what we're trying to set up programming for them. So we have like students or artists that we wanna um just like follow on their journey um and then bring back the scholarship next year with like a larger larger amount. So should be cool. Now, yeah, that's that's dope as hell. I mean, look, fam, thank you so much for jumping on. I do have another question. This one involves a little bit more of you visualizing okay. yourself, you know. Okay. Um, so I want you to think about that time when you was about to cop those Air Jordan twenties, right? You yeah. young young Femi. Uh, in it. Yeah. <laughs> so he now now you're you, mm-hmm. this age you travel back yeah. in time behind yourself, about to open that box. What would you tell? Young Fem Dot as they open that box. Uh you made the right decision. You <laughs> made the right decision. These are great uh-huh. You're going to they're going to um really uh do a lot for your confidence and who you are. Um and you got a good eye for sneakers, man. You got a good eye for shoes. Um and and just keep Keep that eye, not just the shoes, but for everything. Like you have a sense of style that's yours. Um, hold on to that. Yo, I mean, perfectly said, man. I, yo, it's a huge honor having you on. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Also, I'm a, I'm a, I'll, I'll plug that in the beginning as well. But let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, so everyone can find me at femdotdotcom com on every platform. Or you can really just type in Femdot. I'm typically the first person you're going to see. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere doing the things, man. So I'm here for good music. You know? Yo, for, for real, for real. I mean, definitely catch him on a show. If you see him on a, on a show, he crushes it. I mean, yeah, man takes his shirt off and he starts rapping. <laughs> and it goes crazy. That's <laughs> around my head like a helicopter. Yeah, and all yeah. that. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to ask you, how was that? Like, I mean, you know, you, you, was this, is the, the four shows over, right? You uh, did all four? Oh, we got one more. But how, how has been the, the tour, your first headlining tour? It's been cool, man. I'm just blessed that I'm able to afford to do it. Touring is so expensive. Um, people don't really think about that when you're playing for so many people, especially when you're independent and it's kind of, you have to fund everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just being able to do it and like, being in certain rooms and being like, all right, like, I think it's tricky, it's interesting too, because we're in certain rooms where it's like, all right, like, everyone's here for me, that's kind of crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah, that realization is wild. Like, it's kind of crazy, because I'm used to, you know, this is like my third, fourth tour, but like, all of them have been with like other people. So even if they're like in a sold out room and it's packed, you know, area to area, everyone may not be there for me. So even if I'm in a room that's like not sold out or in a room that's packed out or whatever, or it could be 10 people there, I think the difference is like, they're here for me. Like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. Like, like y'all know, y'all know all these words? Like, you know what I mean? Um, So super humbling, bro. Like a whole new level of like gratitude. It's on like, damn, like, one, I'm able to do this. Like, there are people who are, you know, technically bigger than me able to do this you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. again i really have a fan base that appreciates me as an artist um even though it's like hard to market it's hard to do whatever in this climate like you know like instagram or whatever 
mm-hmm. the ads and shadow banning and all type of shit. So the fact that people one still pull up and people like pull up for me mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. It's kind of it's kind of insane. So it's like a whole like different level of like gratitude on that for sure. Well, man, I'm I'm grateful for you for hopping on the podcast yeah. with me and we talk we talk all of this. Um, I'm yeah, we're gonna make it happen. Yo, for real. And for everybody out there, you know we say each week, wear your kicks. Peace.